Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome to Voice of the Church. My name is Pastor Greg Billsmon. It's my privilege to continue our study of the book of James. As we began the book of James, we saw how James was teaching us how to face trials, how to understand how God works in the midst of trial. And today we want to zero in on a specific area of trial that James hits in verses 12 through 18. And the area of trial that James draws out for us in chapter 1, 12 to 18 is the idea of temptation. The concept of when we face a trial, not because someone else has hurt us, not because we became sick, But we face a trial because our own hearts are sinful. We sometimes desire what isn't right. And how do we use that and how do we face that trial for the glory of God? We're going to read through the passage and then we'll begin our study of it. James 1 verse 12 to 18. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now we'll stop our reading there. That's for verses 12 to 15. And we'll begin our study right now. When we face temptation, what dangers come before us? James says, like he did before, that we are to consider it joy to face trials of many kinds. And he shows us in the beginning, in verse 12, how we are blessed if we endure temptation. How when the trial comes and we feel the lure of sin, God's purpose is that we endure it, resist it, and when we do, we find the blessing of God. There's a few things to realize to help us fight that temptation and to be able to stand against what is evil and do what is right and pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. The first one is this. Verse 15, let no one say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. One of the dangers of temptation is thinking that just because it's before us, it must be God who's allowing it. I'll give an illustration of this. I once spoke with a man who had committed adultery against his wife. He had taken another woman for himself when he shouldn't have as a married man. And this is how he described the story. He said, Pastor, we had just had a massive fight. We were at each other's throats. We were angry and yelling at each other. And I stormed out of the house and thought, I just need to go and sit down and have a drink. And so I went and I sat down and I had a drink. And while I was there, there was this woman And she was so kind and so understanding and she listened with such an open ear that I thought, surely God is giving me comfort in the midst of my struggle. God is granting me help in the midst of my challenge. And it led him down a path where he fell into sin with this woman. Now, I don't know if you've ever had that temptation, but it can happen, can't it, so easily That we think that because God is in control of everything and he is a sovereign God and he arranges which way the leaves will blow and whether it will rain or whether the sun will shine, 
that therefore, if we face a temptation, if something comes before us that is a lure to sin, that God must have allowed it. And we can find ourselves falling into the trap of thinking it won't be so bad. This is the trap Adam fell into, if you remember. When God came to Adam in the very beginning and said, Why did you eat from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? What did Adam say? He said, Well, the woman you gave me is the problem here. And and what we see there is Adam blaming God for his sin, seeing the fact that God gave him a wife as allowing him to fall into sin when she encouraged him. When we find ourselves grumbling and bitter and angry, and we see an opportunity to walk into sin and think that perhaps God, because he allowed it, smiles upon it, the Bible tells us never believe this. Let no one ever say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. God will never put before you a sinful path, a path that goes against his word, and encourage you to follow it as something he would bless. James says, when you face temptation, blessed are you when you endure, when you stand against it. That is what God wants you to do. He does not want you to compromise. He does not want you to yield. He wants you to stand and reject the devil and find the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's the first point we have for fighting the trial of temptation. Secondly, not only must we understand the nature of God, but we must understand the nature of our own hearts. James goes on to say in verse 14, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. As James begins to teach on this, what he's speaking of is that little thing called covetousness. Desire is where sin begins. And there's a progression here. The first thing we might do is just desire relief. And that's what happens in trials, isn't it? We James is focusing upon the idea of facing hardship. If you're facing financial hardship, you may have a righteous desire to be able to provide for your family. If you're going through a difficulty in your marriage, you may have a righteous desire to have a godly and joy-filled marriage. That's okay. But the problem is that sometimes our desires will entice us towards a direction that God would not have us. We use what's called in the Old Testament and the New, idolatry. The idea that something we want will be provided for us by something other than what God himself allows. And that's the idea of Israel turning to idols. That's why Baal was such a popular god in the Old Testament, because Baal was a god of storms. He was a god of life. And so they turned to Baal and Ashtoreth as his partner, as a god who might provide for them the rain they needed and give the life for the crops. This kind of concept is a righteous desire, wanting to have a good harvest, leading you away from the God from whom all good things flow. And so how do we survive in temptation? How do we endure the trial of being tempted by sin? First, we remember God will never lead us on a path that is against his word. God will never lead us on a path that will lead us into sin. We never believe that of him. Second, we remember that our hearts are duplicitous. Our own hearts will desire good things, and those good things will lead us to pursue them in sinful ways. When desire has conceived, says James, it gives birth to sin. Another illustration of this is when you look at someone, and and, and we've dealt with many young people, and young people will have a, a righteous desire for marriage. They may want to have a partner they can share life with, and sometimes you see that desire 
follow out in the wrong way. They'll meet a a young man or a young woman who won't be a Christian. And there'll be so much longing to have a partner in life. And this person will be kind and thoughtful and perhaps even good looking. And their desire will lead them to go on that path that God has said is not for his people. And they'll begin to pursue a relationship with someone who doesn't know Christ, who can't share the most important thing they have in their life. When desire has conceived, he gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. And that's another way to understand and fight temptation. You know, sometimes when the devil tempted Eve to sin, what what did he say to her when she looked at the fruit? He, He asked Eve, can you truly not eat from any tree in the garden? And he said, we can eat from any tree, but not from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From the day we eat of it or touch it, we'll die. And what did the devil answer Eve? He said, you will not surely die. You will not surely die, but in the day of you eat of it, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The lure of sin is to believe that we can take the sin, we can commit the sin, and avoid the consequence. And James says the part of the way you fight against temptation is realizing, one, this is not how God is leading, two, this is the desire of your own sinful heart, and three, this path will always lead to death. Why does God command his people not to sin? Why does God rebuke us when we fall into sin? Why does God let us face consequences when we begin to rebel against him and live a life where we begin to pursue things God tells us are not for us? God does this because he loves us, and if we keep on going, it will lead one place, and it will lead to destruction. There is a heaven, and there is a hell. And Paul says in Galatians 6, God will not be mocked. He who sows to the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, and he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap everlasting life. How do we endure in temptation? How do we stand up in the midst of that trial? We understand God's holiness. He will never lead us into sin. We understand our unholiness, our desires can lead us to pursue what might be good of itself in an unrighteous way, and that whatever we pursue outside of God's word will bring us one place. When sin is full grown, it brings forth death. And finally, we realize who the true fount is of every good and perfect gift. And that's the last portion of our text. Verses 16 to 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Here James shows us what God does truly give and what God does truly provide. He doesn't provide temptation. He doesn't lead you into sin. To the contrary, he gives every good and perfect gift. What is it that you desire? What is it that you have a covetousness for that might lead you into sin? You are to bring that to the throne of God and to know that every good gift flows from him and trust him to bring what he wants you to have in his perfect timing and know that what he gives is always good and there's no change in him. He will not lead you into wickedness. He will not lead you into what leads to death. He will provide for you what you need for your good and for his glory. 
And it shows how good his will is when it says in verse 18, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Why does the Christian have life to begin with? Why are we not still stuck in that sin that leads to death? The Bible says we're not stuck in that sin that leads to death because if you're a Christian, you become a Christian because it is God's will to save you through the gospel in Christ. And if it's God's will to redeem you, if it's God's will to make you whole, if it's God's will to bring you to completion in Christ, God will give every good and perfect gift along the way so that you can get there. There are trials that we face in our life that can come from the sin of other people. There are trials we can face in our life that come just from living in a sinful world. These things we must count joy and realize God works through and persevere and hold on to Christ in the midst of. There are also trials we face because of the sin of our own heart. And when we do, these trials too must be overcome. God is holy And he calls his people to be holy in Christ. Take up the full armor of God that you may be able to stand in the day of evil. And hear the promise of James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. If you are stuck in sin today, if you have been led into temptation by your own heart or by the devil, Dear brother or sister in Christ, I call you in the name of the Lord to repent of that sin, bring that sin to Christ, find forgiveness at the foot of the cross, and walk in sin no more. God is not leading you to death. He is leading you to life through repentance and faith and victory in Jesus Christ. May God help us to know the blessing of enduring under temptation and receiving the crown of life. The Lord's blessings to you for this day, and we look forward to studying more on the book of James in months to come.